0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Iowa's flooding may be subsiding, but the situation is far from resolved, according to Governor Kim Reynolds. She tells the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network the state remains in the dark about the true extent of the damage.
1: We can't even get in an assess in some of the areas because we still have water standing. And so the Corps is working on trying to do some kind of an assessment. They think they have funding right now to plug the four major breaches, which is critical. We have to have that happen so that they can really get – a complete estimate of what it's going to cost to rebuild. They've done. Uh, they've let the contracts on two, and so they're working on the third one, but it will take literally a year just to complete that.
0: Much of the flooding to this point has been on the state's western border, but Reynolds says more could come along the Mississippi River on the eastern side of the state. She says they're asking FEMA to hold off on a procedural step.
1: We don't want them to, they refer to this as an incident, and uh, they're, they're considering closing it down. And we have made the request, I made it to Acting Director Gaynor when I was traveling with him and the vice president, to not shut the incident down because we are starting to see flooding on the eastern side of the state. And if they do that, then we have to start the whole process over.
0: She says more flooding could be on the way
1: and especially, again, the vulnerability of the western side of the state with the compromised levee, not to mention with the snow mount and the amount of water that's coming down the Mississippi. We're going to probably see some experience, some flooding there. And so with the shape that the state is in, it's just, again, it's just imperative that they leave this open so that we don't have to start uh, all over with what could potentially be some significant flooding on the eastern side of the state.
0: Reynolds says it's critical for the rebuild and recovery process to also assess and improve the flood control infrastructure. The Department of Agriculture is offering $1 million in grants for RFID backtags. They hope the use of the technology will advance animal disease traceability efforts in the country. Sarah Tomlinson with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service says the new tags would add greater technology to an established product.
2: This particular proposal is to go towards developing and researching the ultra high frequency back tags. So, right now we have back tags that are just visual numbers only in the markets used and to follow that animal when once they come off the truck in the market, go through the market and then get back on the truck to wherever they're going. The ultra high frequency actually has a technology in that sticker in that back tag that's able to be read. So, we're not having to transcribe those numbers.
0: She says the technology takes two different forms.
2: When we specifically talk about RFID, there's a lot of advances I think we are expecting in the next few years. Currently, there are two types of electronic ID that we recognize, a low-frequency and ultra-high-frequency type of ID, and they're used in different situations and for different purposes.
0: Moving that technology into cattle tags will require some adaptation on the part of the industry, Tomlinson says existing companies are expected to take part in the discussion.
2: We are looking to tag companies and manufacturers for continuing to advance RFID on their front, make it better, cheaper, more accessible. I know they're looking at things like dual-frequency tags, tags that have both low-frequency and high-frequency, as well as there are folks out there looking at dual-frequency readers, actual electronic readers that can read both types, so it cuts down on the equipment costs.
0: She expects two to five projects to receive funding. USDA plans to move toward electronic ID for cattle currently involved in the federal traceability program. Metal tags are expected to no longer be available from USDA by the end of the year, and only RFID tags will be recognized as acceptable ID by the beginning of 2023. Also in the news this week, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is investigating an E. coli outbreak that has infected more than 150 people. Infected patients say ground beef at home and in restaurants is to blame for the outbreak, which has spread to 10 states and put 20 people in the hospital. The CDC says no common supplier, distributor, or brand of ground beef has been identified as the culprit. They stop short of saying consumers should avoid eating ground beef, but say it should be handled safely and cooked thoroughly at home or in restaurants. The outbreak is most concentrated in Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee, all of which have more than 30 cases of infected people. No other state has more than eight. That's all for today's Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.